0: Hello and welcome to Unbossed on this almost New Year's 2023. Are you ready? You better get ready, you only got a few more days in 2022, so get ready. So excited to be joined by Rebel HQ contributor Alonzo Bolton. Alonzo, how you doing?
1: Hello Nina, how are you?
0: I am very well. Any Any great things happening, anything scintillating happening? On rebel HQ.
1: Well, I'm just enjoying George Santos, um the the liar of liars. Most congress people don't start lying until they get the job. He's going in a liar, you know, just just I lied my way in, but he'll be fine because now he has the support of Marjorie Taylor Greene. So what what could go wrong? What what
0: more <laughs> what, what what more does a brother need to be successful? Well, uh-huh. I I'm going to have to push back on you a little bit. I think a lot of folks running Lie just like he do, does, but just don't get caught uh, from the jump, and that's coming from somebody that uh, has
1: navigated the political spaces. But I hear I'm, I'm yep. sure that you know you you do have that experience. But I but has there been anyone where every part of their story is a lie? I mean, it's one thing to lie about this or that, but when every single part of your story is untrue. That that has to set some kind of record. This this is new. This is new territory. I,
0: I he definitely in the top ten. He probably number <laughs> one or i I'll give you that. I'm with you on that. We will see what happens. You know, he's gonna serve. So probably nothing will happen to him because the Republicans are so concerned about, you know, counting the votes for McCarthy to be the next speaker. They don't care that this man defrauded a, a, the, the voters in his district, but we'll keep an eye on this. He'll be making $175,000 a year on the taxpayer's dime and lied all the way. And I mean all the way to the halls of Congress. But I'm telling you Alonzo, he's gonna fit in quite nicely, trust me. <laughs> so first, frightening. Unfortunately, uh, first up we're gonna talk about Trump's tax return. They're released. My big question is now what? Then we've got a huge 2022 recap of our WTF neoliberal moments. Now, you definitely do not want to miss that. And we're gonna throw in the WTH GOP as well. And some solutions that both parties can follow if they actually care about ameliorating the challenges that the American people face. So you don't wanna miss it. And finally, rapper and activist Meek Neal made sure some families were returned during the holidays. Granted, I hope to God they were not flying on Southwest. So here we go, Trump tax returns are released. President Trump's tax returns have been released, but now what's gonna happen? Let's take a look at this headline, six years of Trump's tax returns are now public. Six years of former President Donald J Trump's tax returns long shrouded in secrecy were released to the public on Friday by the House Ways and Means Committee. The culmination of a battle over their disclosure that went all the way, and I mean all the way to the United States Supreme Court. The returns spanning the years of 2015 through 2020 were obtained by the Democratic run committee only a few weeks ago after a protracted legal battle. The committee voted last week to release the tax returns, but their release was delayed to redact sensitive personal information like social security numbers that certainly was a good thing. This reporting is coming from the CNN. Further, the release of the tax returns follows a year-long pursuit for documents that had typically been made public voluntarily. I want you to underline, bold it, underscore the word voluntarily by past US presidents. Trump and his legal team continuously sought to keep his returns secret, arguing that Congress had never wielded its legislative powers to demand a president's tax returns, which Trump said could have far-reaching implications. So let's think about what insights do the do the release of President Trump's tax returns reveal? I mean, is it something that Big Mama and Big Papa in the hoods where they misunderstood, whether they're rural hoods, urban hoods, or suburban hoods, do they reveal something that they actually want to know? Well, let's 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 see. The thousands of pages of documents from the former president's personal and business federal tax returns which span the years through 2015 through 2020. Provide a complex web of raw data about Trump's finances, offering up many questions about his wealth and income that could be pursued by both auditors and Trump's political opponents. Let's underline underscore bold, put it in a message in a bottle and put it on the train, not on the plane, especially not Southwest. His The auditors, that's one thing, but his political opponents. So President Trump did have a response to this, obviously he did. Trump says tax return release will lead to horrible things for so many people. And then the statement, the, the Democrats should have never done it. The Supreme Court should have never approved it. And it's going to lead to horrible things for so many people. The great USA divide will now grow far, far worse. The radical left Democrats have weaponized everything. But remember, that is a dangerous two way street. Now, Lonzo, I'm bringing you in on this. I think the former <laughs> president has a point at that end. I mean, my grandmother is saving a broke clock is right twice a day. That this could, in fact, have some type of consequences and repercussions that, that um, are based on a two-way street.
1: With all due respect to your grandmother, a broken clock is right more than Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> no, that you know, my problem with this is there's nothing new here, right? We know he cheated on his taxes. I mean, now we see the extent to which, in some years. There were, I guess, millions of dollars of income. And I think two years he paid like $750 in taxes. And one year it was nothing at all. But this is nothing we didn't know. He bragged about not paying taxes, his cult. They think this makes him a brilliant businessman, even as they pay more taxes than him, which is the comical thing about the cult. There's a cult member making 50 grand a year who's paying more in taxes than Donald Trump, and he thinks Donald Trump's a genius. So, you know, good on Trump for that one. The Democrats knew that there was a lot of crooked going on, but the problem is what this shows is a problem with our tax code because nothing he did was illegal. Apparently, it was just, it's the system. So the system is so weighted for millionaires. Also, we probably, if you dig into it, you find out he's not a billionaire, but we know he's been lying about that forever. So I don't think there's any giant smoking gun here. As far as it being weaponized and used against you, do you think there's anything that the Republicans wouldn't use against Democrats. Like, do you think this is suddenly they're like, oh, now we're gonna do? No, they they fight dirty. This is what they do. I said it a long time ago. When they go low, Democrats go hot. No, when they go low, you gotta go lower because believe me, they they have no problem if there were a Democrat who had this kind of money who had shady business deals with his own family members and whatever else. Do you think the Republicans would for one moment look the other way? They were mad when Barack Obama made a million dollar book deal after leaving the White House. They tried to figure out how that was criminal. So no, there's, there's, no, there's no new tactic for the Republicans here, I don't believe.
0: Well, I'm glad, Alonzo, we're gonna have a robust conversation here when it comes to this. Now, you messed with my grandma, so now you got a problem (laughs) outside that, you don't nobody, and I mean nobody come up (laughs) against grandma. But I will say, I, I definitely agree with you about the political tactics, but both parties, I assure you, deploy these types of tactics on each other. And for me, that is part of a larger problem because the everyday people of this country, the worker day people of this country, they get left behind while these two giant parties continue to fight one another and say who's worse, who's worse, who's worse. And you know, the Dems contend that this had to be done. And I'm not arguing that it did not have to be done. I mean, every president, I believe, since nineteen the, the mid or late nineteen seventies, let's just say since the nineteen seventies, modern history has voluntarily released their tax returns. Tax returns are private. They're private for private citizens and they're also private for elected officials. But Trump lied the whole time, Alonzo, as you say, he lied the whole time. He told people he's gonna release these tax returns. He bragged that he was some type of big billionaire, some genius. We're finding out that that is not true. But my big question is, now that they have been released, What will this Congress focus in on? Are they gonna continue to go back and forth with one another? We know that the Republicans are going to control the House, and Trump is asking them to investigate Biden. See, so why they playing these games? Big mama, big papa, and their children, their children's children are being left behind. You are absolutely right. There's nothing new here. We knew, but they're out now. This is what they wanted to have happen. I, my my fear is that you know they're going to keep battling back and forth politically over this and not a whole lot is going to get done for the american people i so wish alonzo and i would love for you to weigh in on this i i really wished that elected officials whether they republican or democrat would put this much effort into really changing the material conditions of the people of this country i mean i wish they had this same type of dogged determination that they had to get this man's tax returns, which I'm glad they out. The American people do have a right to know. The man said he wasn't going to release them. He didn't release them. It went all the way to the Supreme Court. Here we are. They're released, but I'm just hoping that they will use some of this energy, some of this fervor, to increase the minimum wage, to pass the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, to pass the George Floyd Policing Act, to pass the Pro Act. You know those kinds of things that Big Mama and Big Papa could feel. Your th- your thoughts.
1: Well, Nina, okay. I um I agree with you. The problem is there's no money in helping the American people. There's no oh, money wow. in it. So why would they be bothered helping the American people? There's there's no profit to be had. You know, when you talk about the investigation of Biden, of course there'll be an investigation of Biden, and it's just like Benghazi with Hillary, right? And they even admitted after investigating Benghazi for however many years that the whole thing was a smokescreen and designed to I, I don't know, it, refocus attention. I don't even know how you describe it. So yeah, they're going to investigate Biden over who knows what and his son's you know laptop and all of that nonsense. And you're right. It's all smoke to cover, you know, not having a windfall tax, right? A windfall tax would pay for half of what you just talked about. you uh-huh. know, just just these these corporate like, you know, I was laughing the other day. So the price of gas has dropped about a dollar a dollar 20 or whatever a gallon from the peak over the summer. I don't see any of those little Joe Biden stickers saying I did that. Remember they had those stickers when the price of gas went up, they were putting them on gas pumps, little pictures of Joe Biden saying I did that. So why if he's responsible for gas going up, why isn't he credited for gas going down? The point being, the price of gas and the price of everything else went up because these corporations have their profits even they couldn't imagine how much their profits went up, a thousand percent, twelve hundred percent, no windfall tax, nothing to 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 stop these people. billionaires paying less in taxes than anyone on this screen right now. i wish I wish I got Jeff Bezo's tax bill because I could pay it this week and kick back <laughs> right? no,
0: I, I hear you. I mean, you're you know, right about that. And so that's both, that's both parties though. the Democrats it's both parties. It is the, the
1: Democrats. The Democrats,
0: Alonzo. The, the Democrats are fully in control right now at this oh, moment. have, have been, been for years. For years, the yes, House absolutely. And the White House, and yet we have had none of the things that really change the material conditions of people. I mean, they let the child tax credit expire, and you know they ain't outraged about that. So it's all kinds of things. So it's not just the Republicans, unfortunately, that plays games with the minds, hearts, souls, and lives of the American people from all stripes. The, the Democrats what? are part of that as well. But we're gonna have to come back to that, Eliza. When I have you back on, we'll continue to banty this about. Well, the we last thing,
1: real quick, I just wanted to say in any crime, what do they say? Follow the money. And yeah. you follow the money here, you get to both sides. Getting yeah, this money did. from the same from the same pot.
0: From the same pot. Yep. The corporatist of wings of both parties are absolutely in control. I definitely agree with you on that. We got a Blizzard hero. Yes, today on Unbox, we're gonna try to do a mix of not so good stuff with some tremendously good stuff. So, despite the chaos of the winter weather, some citizens are standing up to help those in need of safety and warmth. Meaning they didn't get on Air Force One. And fly to the US Virgin Islands or leave their state like Senator Cruz did and go to Mexico when folks freezing. No, these heroes got together and helped one another. So Jay Whitney, a New York mechanic saved several people's lives. People who were stranded due to the recent blizzard. Everything started around 6 PM on Christmas Eve when he left his home in Chikawa, New York to help another friend that was stranded in the snow. God bless this man. On his way to find his friend, he picked up a man named Mike wearing only sneakers and a light jacket. He brought the man into the car to get warm. Lo and behold, his car got stuck twice in the snow with only a half a take of gas left. He decided to seek help. Whitney said that he went to 10 households. Offering each $500 to spend the night on their floor, all of them turned him away. I pled with them, please, please, can I sleep on the floor? I'm in fear for my life, and they said, and they say, no, I'm sorry. He said, feeling defeated, Whitney tried to walk back to his truck, but became lost in the blustery wind and the thick snow. And you can kind of understand why people having a stranger come at their door. They're like, man, look, we don't really know. Kind of, kind of, kind of get that. I kind of get it but so glad that he had such termination. After finding his car, he called the police. But the police said, hey man, it's gonna be hard for us to get to you. We Might not be able to get to you in this weather, that we can understand too. Around 11 p.m., he found an elderly woman named Mary, who had been stranded in her car for seven hours. They all piled into Mary's van since Whitney's truck had finally run out of gas. In desperate need of heat and a bathroom, Whitney used his phone's GPS to find a local school nearby, the Edge Academy. Now, y'all know I gotta put some commentary in here about Southwest. They couldn't use the GPS system to find the employees of the flights. But yesterday we talked about doulas, using 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 uh, uh, Facebook to help deliver a baby, baby Thomas. And now we got Whitney who used GPS to find a school, the Edge Academy. Southwest, are you listening? He smashed the window, opened the front door and began to find people to bring inside. I walked outside in the immediate area and there are a lot of older people that are stranded in their cars, Whitney said one person had a dog and i get them all into the school at this point i have about 10 people in the school yes it made their ages range between 20 the 20 they're 20, and being in their 20s and their 70s with the group settled in the school whitney scavenged for cereal and apples in the cafeteria, managed to turn off the alarm, and found mats in the gym for everyone to sleep on. The next day on Christmas morning, they were able to use snowblowers found in the school's janitor closet to free their cars. Whitney stayed at the school until 8 PM on Christmas. I didn't leave until I made sure everyone was okay, he said, adding that they started a group chat to stay in touch before leaving Whitley left a note apologizing for breaking into the school. Let's put up the note to whomever it may concern. I'm terribly sorry about breaking into this, breaking the school window and for breaking in the kitchen. Got stuck at 8 p.m. Friday and slept in my truck with two strangers just trying not to die. There were seven elderly people also stuck and out of fuel. I had to do it to save everyone and get them shelter and food and a bathroom. Merry Christmas, Jay, Oh my God. In the end, this man helped over 20 people and two dogs that were stranded because of the snow. Baby, if this don't warm your heart, I don't know what else will. And he used creativity and ingenuity to not only save his life, but to save the lives of strangers. This is indeed a most magnificent story. Alonzo, what, what say you on this?
1: Well, what, what more can you say? I mean, you summed it up. The guy's incredible. Um, extreme conditions bring out extreme heroism. And you never know how someone's gonna react until the situation is this bad. You know, this this guy's a mechanic, so he he had talents that came in handy, probably into breaking into things and getting things working. <laughs> And uh, it's an example of someone caring about others more than themselves. You know, it it's reassuring, right? to remind us that there are people like this who exist. Um, you know, on it, 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 you can't say enough good about this guy and the humility to leave the note. And he didn't ask anyone for anything. He just did it simply because it was the right thing to do, which which we just don't hear about often enough when someone does something just because it's the right thing to do at great personal, excuse me, at great personal risk, Uh, the man man is amazing, Uh, you keep joking about Southwest. I will tell you that last Thursday I had a Southwest flight just from Phoenix to LA and it was delayed and I know Southwest, I'm a comedian, I travel all the time. As soon as they said it was delayed, I bought a ticket on another airline and got out of town because I knew like Southwest, their planes stop every 15 minutes, so any delay was going to delay the whole system. You know, so um, good luck to the people who are stuck and had had horrible holidays for various reasons. But kudos to this guy who took it way beyond any. You know, I'm joking around, but honestly, yeah, this wasn't about a flight delay or anything else. This no. this guy saved lives.
0: Yes, he, saved he people's did. Lives. He is a hero and he definitely was a guardian angel for those 20 people, a mortal guardian angel walking this earth and doing what he could. He did not make any excuses. He got right in there and he saved so many lives. Ooh, Big ups. You
1: did that. We'll be right back. Now, wait, let me just say real quick that Maybe Southwest can hire him in case it snows again. He can keep the entire airline moving. Who knows? Who knows?
0: <laughs> and that is very true. They need to hire the brother. Yes, they do. They need to hire, <laughs> need to hire them doulas that help deliver a baby over the phone using <laughs> Facebook Messenger because they got an antiquated system from the 1990s. Y'all, I apologize how you know Alonzo. Now we just messing up this good news a little bit, making these jokes about Southwest. <laughs> this is serious business, though. We serious about this. They need to go on and hire these folks because at least they know what to do. They wouldn't lose airplanes and lose employees, but no big ups to Whitley. Thank you so much man, you are, you are a superhero baby, yes you are. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the show. Now you know this is my absolute favorite part, but before I get to that, I want you to know shop TYT sale. Now you know this is the best time to have those cozy sweatshirts. You need it because it's cold outside, you can take 30% off. So go to shoptyt.com and get that gear. You know you want some unbossed gear, you do, go ahead, get it. And coming up, Galaxy Brain, turn in after unbossed for Galaxy Brain at 5 PM Eastern Standard Time, 2 PM PT time on twitch.tv slash tyt. Now on to our comments, tyt member, Mickey, hey Mickey, baby, Nina and Ooh, way to end a miserable year, lol. <laughs> Thank you, Mickey, we we agree with you, baby. Tall Glass, how you doing, Tall Glass? Yay, two of my favorite people on Earth. Happy holidays and best wishes for a blessed new year, Nina and Alonzo. Happy holidays and happy new year to you as well, Tall Glass. And on Twitch, calm like a bomb. Ooh, I love that, That's I'm calm like a bomb, I like that. <laughs> Can we put Trump on Southwest? Wait, I gotta stop. Myself. <laughs> can we put Trump on Southwest flight so they can lose him like a piece of butter? calm like a bomb, you know you're wrong. <laughs> you know you're wrong. We love it. Sea Prince. Senator Nina, so much love for you. You're an inspiration. Keep the fight. Thank you, C Prince. I appreciate you baby. You know I do. And Donald James, Nina and Zo, cool. Oh my God. Well, we're sending so much love to all of you. Happy New Year to you and your family. We're gonna keep pushing. Y'all know that. That's what we do. Thank you so much for your support. Oh, we got a heck of a round of WTF Neoliberal. Now you all know I'm gonna need my fire extinguisher before all of this is said <laughs> and done, but I am going to try, and I mean try to stay cool, calm, and collected. I said try, I ain't making no promises. Born uh 2020- like a bomb. Calm like that's right. Calm like a bomb. That's right. 2022 presented Democrats the opportunity to make inroads with many issues plaguing this nation. Instead, they had us asking WTF neoliberal.
1: We will now kneel. Miss Cinema, Miss Cinema, no.
0: You have a problem figuring out whether you're for Mayor, Trump, and you ain't black. Yeah, I love that bumper. I really do. It wasn't just the Democrats, but more on this later because we got WTF or WTH, I should say, GOP. But given they had control of the House and the Senate, and this is really what the WTF segment is about because when you got this kind of power, you can't squander it. You got to use it, you know? So given that they had control of the House and the Senate up until the midterms, they messed up a lot of stuff. Yeah, they did. First up, rail workers, we talked a great deal. We went to links, we talked about what happened to those rail workers almost every single day while it was happening on this show. We elevated the rail workers to the position that they should have been elevated because this was about them. It is about them, it is about their families, and it is about other working people in this country. But President Joe Biden, Joe Pro Union Biden, did a number on the rail workers. Let's check out this headline. Biden signs bill averting rail workers strike despite lack of paid sick days. Yeah, while he has unlimited sick days, the members of Congress have unlimited sick days. They negotiated a deal with the rail barons over the workers And the workers got not, nada, nothing, zero, no sick days. How about this headline? Biden has backstabbed rail workers and betrayed union allies. And that is all of them. The pro-labor president and the Democrats have picked the economy over working families and sold out their voters in the process. Because you know what we do know? That it would have hurt, you know, it would have caused some pain had the rail workers went on strike. But to avert that pain, That others would have felt because the rail workers are definitely essential workers. You know what could have been done? Give them their sick days. That was the answer. Not siding with the rail barons, it's give them their sick days and tell those rail barons that they are wrong all day long. And twice on Sunday because they were. Now these rail workers weren't asking for much at all, just the basics. As Jake Tapper reminded transportation secretary Pete Buttigieg,
1: Watch this. What does it mean to, to press the case if you're not willing to like actually go to these, these billionaires and say, how on earth can you sleep at night not letting your railway workers have paid sick leave? Which is just like, that, I mean, that's, that's not an extravagant benefit, paid sick leave. You get sick, you get to take a few days off. They don't have that. So I guess these lofty aspirations are one thing, but I didn't hear any language coming from the administration saying these rail companies need to get serious about, about offering basic, basic benefits like paid sick leave. And Jake Tapper was absolutely
0: right, there's nothing extravagant about asking for and expecting sick time, about expecting time to be able to be with a loved one if they fall ill. Nothing, nothing extravagant about that, just the basics. And it's not as if the President of the United States or Secretary Pete Buttigieg are helpless in this, they are not. But you know what happened? The rail workers were were messed over, that's exactly what happened. And here's a list of the issues where Biden and the Dems failed to make significant progress in the last year. The John Lewis Voting Rights Act, not passed. But they passed that military budget, mm mm-hmm. George Floyd Justice and Policing Act, not passed. Raising the federal minimum wage, expanding health care coverage. $858 billion would it be, underline and underscore, exclamation point, messaging about on the train. Defense bill passed in the most bipartisan fashion you ever want to see. And speaking of the great John Lewis, I want you to watch this from 2019.
1: It makes me sad, it makes me feel like crying when people denied the right to vote. We all know that this is not a Democratic or Republican issue. It is an American one. It is indeed an
0: American issue. That people, no matter how they identify politically, have unfettered access to the ballot box. Epic fail by the Democrats on that. And we talked about this just yesterday, but it bears repeating. Let's put up this headline. Just in time for the holidays, Dems may embrace GOP plan to boot millions off Medicaid. One expert noted the pending deal has huge stakes for children and families and so many more failures that they could have addressed. Yeah, they could have again, they had control of the House and the Senate and could have made all of this a possibility. And more importantly, they had the bully pulpit. But I don't see folks in that Congress outraged enough about the pain and the suffering of the American people. But we we got Trump's tax returns.
1: They've been released, Alonzo. Ah, wow, you, you have so much there. I'll say the, the, the one big problem with our system, right, is the fact that two people, Manchin and Cinema, had so much power that even with the Democrat majority, they could hold the entire party hostage to get what they wanted because the majority was that slim. That being said, that's a problem with the system. The problem with the Democrats is, not wanting to make anybody mad, stop trying to compromise with people who refuse to compromise with you. The Republican Party will not compromise on any level, so go ahead and do what you want. Regarding the rail workers and unions, um, if I could take a couple of minutes and give you my history. I worked in aerospace back in the 80s when uh, Reagan started the destruction of unions. He started with the aerospace industry and the air traffic controllers and it was just downhill from there. The only thing I can say that's good about the labor movement is now people are finally waking up and saying, "Oh, we do need a union. Oh, The company will not take care of me. How dumb can you be to think that the company cares about you? To be honest, they don't. Any benefit you have from weekends off to the 40 hour work week, to any of that, all negotiated and fought for by unions. So the good thing about this is maybe people are waking up, we're seeing labor movements, in big corporations, whether it be Starbucks or Amazon or or whatever. Unions like the Rail Workers Union, back in the day these were like, they were heads busted and stuff over these fights. These fights used to get literally physically violent. So uh, hopefully people wake up and realize the labor movement is in their interest. So many people, believe in billionaires, they think that because you made a ton of money, you're really smart or you take care of somebody. And they don't look at the background of how this billionaire became a billionaire and how many people's backs they, they've they taken advantage of. When you yeah. talk about things like Medicaid, uh, healthcare, and I just don't understand how many American people vote against their own interests. When you talk about things like the, the uh, Voting Rights Act, voting rights, you know, you talk about your grandmother. Listen, my parents, my grandparents—they fought that fight. They—the tragic thing, I think, for for black people, I'm going to say over 70, is they're looking at this saying, "Wait a minute! Didn't we do this already? Didn't we go through it? Didn't we fight for the right to vote? And now they're taking it away?" And of course, a lot of that has to do with the Supreme Court and the bias of our Supreme Court. And that—that's a that again, like you said, that's yeah. a show unto itself.
0: Yeah. It, it really. Uh, um, we I do think, have we we do have a lot of work to do uh, in
1: this I country. Think, uh, I think. I Sorry, what I don't mean to interrupt. I just want to say really quick that I think people are waking up. I think that people are getting hit now. And if the midterm showed us anything, it's that people are like, wait a minute, no, this isn't in my favor. So hopefully, that pressure that was applied that stopped the red wave. Will now be applied to the Democrats and, and hey, do something. Stop taking care of only the rich.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not so sure about that because they had total control of both chambers, notwithstanding Cinema and Mansion. If Cinema and Mansion can get what they want, just two people, then a whole progressive caucus could have gotten what they wanted too. You got to leverage the power while you have it. Let's put up this headline: One in four U.S. Democrats say their own party failed to make use of its power. Amen, that is what it is, baby, power has to be used, it doesn't last always. And you got to use it, use it or lose it, and that is exactly what happened. And yeah, although there was not a red wave, that is no indication that people are any more pleased with the Democrats than they are with the Republicans. It really is about the lesser of two evils at this point. And the neoliberals were hyper focused on lining their pockets. A headline from September for a little reminder. House Democrat leadership designed stock trade ban to fail, negotiators say. Nancy Pelosi is a controversial figure, but one thing her supporters and detractors agree on is her tactical skills as a legislator and power broker. Somehow, those legendary skills failed her this week. In other words, she didn't use those legendary skills to stop members of Congress from being able to buy stocks and their families. Because guess what? This is what they wanted to have happen. That's both Democrats and Republicans. And the neoliberals spent more time, energy and money on Ukraine than addressing the issues right here at home. And I'm not saying don't help the people in Ukraine because if the roles were reversed, we would want Ukraine to help us. We are supposed to be there to help our allies. There is no Doubt about that. But at the same time that you helping our allies, you need to help the people right here at home. The good book that I read says charity starts at home and then spreads abroad. But oh my, oh my. The Democrats and Republicans bipartisanly increased the military budget in a bipartisan way. They didn't touch stocks, you know, banning members of Congress to to not be able to buy stocks. Whole bunch of stuff they did bipartisanly. But the child tax credit, they couldn't find a way to make that happen. Lifted over, lifted children out of poverty and catapulted them right back in there. Uh, yeah, we got a problem in this country. So now, GOP pumpkins, sweethearts, just know I'm about, not about to let you off the hook here. Don't think sweetness. We were gonna let this this segment go by without getting on you. They. Their actions are appalling as well. Let's do a quick rundown through these headlines, shall we? Yeah, we shall. Republicans block taking up Senate bill to guarantee freedom to travel across states for abortions. In other words, taking away a woman's right to choose. The next headline, Republicans block bill to require disclosure of dark money donors. Of course they did they got a whole bunch of dark money swirling around their campaigns as do the Democrats. What about this headline, US Senate Republicans block bill to battle white supremacy. Surprise, 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 <laughs> surprise. Yeah, they did that. Next headline, Senate Republicans block bill to help veterans exposed to burn pits. These same freedom loving folks who always talking about freedom, but then you didn't want to do anything to help our veterans. And while I'm on that, why do we have homeless veterans? Hell, why do we have homeless anybody? But since we talk about the veterans in particular, why do we have homeless veterans? Members of the GOP, inquiring minds wanna know. They just wanna know. So we're just trying to understand in all of this time, especially with the backdrop of the pandemic. So much could have gotten done, and it should not have mattered whether you were a Republican or a Democrat when it comes to being in true service in a crisis moment. I learned in politics a long time ago never let a good crisis go to waste. This was an opportunity to go bold and to go big and to do some magnanimous and magnificent things on behalf of the American people, but it was an epic fail. WTF neoliberals, yeah, and WTH. GOP. Now we got some solutions for you. Let's talk about that. I always say, you know what? We can always find a way to do something better. And here is what this Congress, the Dems especially, could have done to prevent these disasters. Let's put up these solutions. Take executive action to guarantee sick leave for all real workers and all workers in America. Pass the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, pass the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act, raise the federal minimum wage, get dark money out of politics, and ban stock trading in Congress. That's just a little bit of what they can do. And I want to show you what my stunt double had to say about this because you know she always had something to say. Put up what my stunt double had to say. Members of Congress, should not be able to trade stock, politicians should not be able to take money from corporations. Staffers should be allowed to go back and forth, or should not, excuse me, be allowed to go back and forth between the hill and lobbying firms in corruption. My stunt double got that right, cuz she just brilliant like that. She really, really is. She's she something else. All right, we're going, we're moving to the next door. You know, we don't talk about this more in the new year, but just had to lay that out. And guess what? I did. I was not calm like a bomb. I, I did stay cool, calm, and collected. A lot, so I think I did pretty good. I did. I'm betting my own You did well. Stuff. <laughs> on the back, yes I am. All right, let's talk a little bit about minimum wage increases, shall we? Another good news because the federal government has failed does not mean that local governments and states are failing, they are not. Many of them are taking the power in their own hands, which is indeed a beautiful, beautiful thing. The minimum wage is about to raise for workers in several cities and states across the country brings a big smile to my beautiful face. The minimum wage is increasing on New Year's Day in 41 cities. 28 of them in California, hello California, and 23 states. Later in 2023, another five states and 22 cities, and the counties will hike their baseline rate according to the National Employment Law Project, a workers rights group. Now the pay hikes will affect roughly 8.4 million workers. 2 million parents will get a raise. 5.7 million children will be affected by pay increases in a beautiful way. And here's where they'll be increasing. Let's put up this beautiful beautiful map. It is happening the minimum wage in these 23 states set to increase in January. Now the darker the more the money about. So we're talking about from $10 to $14. It is a start baby, even though if the minimum wage had increased keeping up with inflation to be close to $25. But I salute these states and these local municipalities for doing what the federal government does not have the intestinal to do. I wanted to say something else, but I'm trying to keep it PG. The pay raises vary with Michigan hiking its minimum wage by 23 cents to 10 10 an hour. Washington is on track to have the highest state minimum wage in the United States next year at $15.74 an hour. Go ahead, Washington State, up $1.25 an hour from 2022. Alonzo, you know what? This is some beautiful stuff
1: it is great news and you know good on the local municipalities and the state level municipalities for knowing that in their city or in their state it costs x dollars to live so the minimum wage has to be x and and you know this might be something that they do better than the federal government right because the federal government doesn't know how much it costs to live in washington versus how much it costs to live in you know i don't know iowa or whatever i think there should be a federal floor in the minimum wage. And that has to come up from seven and a quarter an hour. No place can you live on that. But good on these local municipalities for saying this is how much it costs to live and this is how much people need to get paid. Good on them.
0: Good on them. And let's put this up so people can see among the cities raising the wage because it's not just the states. You have some cities and counties taking the power in their own hands. Among the cities raising the wage floor are Flagstaff, Arizona. Where the base hourly pay is raising to $16.80 in the new year, up $1.30 from 2022. We got Cupertino. Thank you, Cupertino, California, where the minimum wage is raising to $17.20 an hour. You better go ahead on, Cupertino. Y'all did that. An increase of $0.80. Cents. Cupertino, Cupertino. Yeah, yeah, Cupertino. Yeah, baby, y'all doing that. I'm loving you, Cupertino. Minnesota, two largest cities are also enacting in increases where large employers set to pay a minimum of $15.19 an hour in both Minneapolis and St. Paul, man, baby, y'all doing that. I got to rest on this for a little bit because, you know, we go hard in the paint over what's going wrong in this country. And we need to go hard in the paint when we talk about what's going right. Shout out to all of those states and all of those municipalities for understanding that you cannot wait for the federal government. You have the power in your hands and you doing the daggone thing. We'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. Welcome back to the show. More viewer comments. Before we get to that, though, I want to remind you there will not be a live show on Monday, but we'll be back on Tuesday. Make sure, though, that you subscribe. You can go back and look at some other shows. Do that. Tell other people about Unbossed and help and make sure that they subscribe too. Phone a friend or a friend of me. You know I want you to do that. And you can also check us out on your podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, you can go and check out Unbossed on. Apple Podcasts, or whatever, all the other ones too. Don't forget to shop the TYT sale, and Galaxy Brain is right after this, so you don't want to miss it. Now to the comments, Vicky, hey Vicky, Biden kept his promise that nothing would change. Vicky, you got that right, I remember that <laughs> quote when he stood in the living room. Lonzo, he stood, he stood in the room of a living room or some, you know, I mean, he stood with some wealthy folks and told them nothing fundamentally would change for you. He did tell them that. So yes. Vicky, you are so right. And on Twitch, Shay, Shay, Shayna, every dollar they spend on the military budget needs to be spent on helping the American people. Amen to that, Shayna. You know a sister, right there with you on that. And on YouTube, Super Chat, get black. Hope Biden is on the flight with Trump on Southwest. <laughs> like, oh, Y'all killing me today. Loving it, loving every bit of this truth talk. You get truth on Unbossed, baby, because we unbossed. We unbossed and we unbossed on this show. Love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for Viewing this show, thank you so much for supporting us. Thank you for supporting TYT. You keep our independent media strong so we don't have to answer to anybody. We can have shows like this that tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. We couldn't do what we do without you, Boo. So you know, you know, I'm sending you all kinds of love. Now, another good news story. Yes, we, the team, we wanted to make sure we brought some good news going into 2020 three, and we're so proud we are. Meek Mill post bail for 20 women. Yes, he did. It's always nice to see a celebrity use their platform for meaningful good. And that's exactly what Mill did. And that's what he did, rapper Meek Mill. Check out this headline, Meek Mill posted bail for 20 incarcerated women so they could spend the holidays with family. You better go on, head on, you did that. According to an Instagram post by his nonprofit Reform Alliance, the 20 women were incarcerated at Philadelphia's Riverside Correctional Facility. In a statement, Meek Mills said the following. For families impacted by the criminal justice system. The holiday can be extremely challenging time. No one should have to spend the holidays in jail simply because they can't afford bail, you better say that. And no child should be without their parents during this time, if we can do something about it. I'm grateful for the opportunity to help these women be with their families and loved ones during this special time of the year. That's coming from Meek Mill, a. Rapper and an activist, and he is absolutely right. We definitely need bail reform in the United States of America. Posting bail is really all about whether you are poor or whether you are rich. Because if you are rich, you can post a bail. If you are among the working poor, you cannot. It is indeed the legal system is rigged too. We will talk about that later as well.
1: Alonzo. Oh, it's fantastic. Another great thing about Meek Mill doing this is. Rappers and hip hop get such a negative, you know, publicity. uh, It's such a negative image. So it's great to see someone from the hip hop community, from the rap community, take care of people, generously help people on Christmas, help these women get home to their families. Once again, like you said, this is one of those stories where there, it's fantastic. There's no downside to this and and you know this happens a lot at christmas we hear about celebrities paying off people's layaway or paying you know get getting food for people and stuff like this and and it's a fantastic thing to do so good on meek mill for doing this this was this was great
0: yeah, good old Meek Male, baby. Oh My God, so good. And it's worth noting that significant increase of female incarceration in recent years. Between 1980 and 2020, the number of incarcerated women increased by more than 475%, rising from a total of 26,326 in 1980 to 152, 854,000 in 2020, and this is coming from the Sentencing Project. This is also a reminder to get rid of cash bail. According to a report by the US Commission on Civil Rights, more than 60% of defendants are detained pretrial because they can't afford to post bail. The collateral consequences of pretrial detention result in several negative consequences for detainees, including an increased likelihood of being convicted an increased likelihood of housing insecurity, detrimental effects on employment, and an increased likelihood to engage in criminal conduct in the future. And that's coming from the US Commission on Civil Rights. Once again, so good. I mean, just absolutely magnificent and fantastic on Meek Mill for using his platform to make a positive difference and reuniting these families. Meek, you did that, baby. Yes, you did. We loving every bit of it. So we're coming up on New Year's Eve. This is the eve before New Year's Eve. And we don't know. I mean, people are going through a lot right now. We know that you are. Some challenges, maybe it's happening to you personally. Maybe you know somebody. But life happens to us all. You know, The sun shines on the just as well as the unjust. We know this pandemic is still raging. Inflation is still raging. Even though gas prices have went down slightly, food prices have continued to increase. People can't eat gas. They can't drink gas, rather. And we need those prices to come down. We got the, the blizzard-like conditions. We got people who suffered greatly disproportionately in the city of Buffalo, where people died, all manner of stuff has happened all over this country and in this world. I truly do, we truly do. We want you to hold on to some hope and just to know that better days are on the way. And I could not think of a better person to help get that point across, Alonzo, than one of my all time heroes. And I have many of them the great, true freedom fighter, union spy conductor of the Underground Railroad, Black Moses to her people, Harriet Tubman herself, baby. That is it and that is all. So let's put up this quote that I decided that was important for us to come on and usher into the new year and having this kind of spirit that change can and will come. And something that the great magnificent Harriet Tubman once said, if you hear the dogs, keep going. If you see the torches in the woods, keep going. If they're shouting after you, keep going. Don't ever stop, keep going. If you want to taste the freedom, keep going. Now we know in what context the magnificent Madam Harriet Tubman was saying those words. It was in the context. Of enslaved people seeking freedom. And she was encouraging them that no matter what is after you, no matter what is behind you, you must keep going. If you want a taste of freedom, you cannot stop. You must keep going. And her words are just as important today in 2022 as we go into 2023 that no matter what is plaguing you, what is after you, you must, you must keep going. If you want a taste of freedom, and whether that freedom is political, social, economic, whatever. Freedom looks like to you, baby. If you want it, you must indeed keep going, Alonzo. I'm telling you, if, if, if Madam, if the Moses of our people could say keep going, then we can keep going. That's all of us, no matter how we identify. We must keep going. What you, what say you on
1: that? Absolutely. I mean, the fight is tough, and and I will be admit personally that sometimes the negativity just wears you down. It just mm-hmm. wears you like again or still or whatever. But as she said, keep going, we gotta keep going. I, I will tell you, Nina, where I find my hope. When we look at the long picture, the progressives, the, the left wing, whatever you want to call it, wins out. Every fight that they've had, whether it be segregation, women's right to vote, or more recently, gay marriage or whatever, you know, the the the, the left wins, right? People progress and people move forward. But oh the fight. It is a super tough fight. It's a long fight, and and yeah, let's let's keep going. Let's keep trying, and maybe maybe we can clean up our political system. Get the money out. Get the corruption out. And uh, let's let's get back to term limits like they originally intended. Go be a congressperson for six years, and then go back to your farm and get to work. You're not supposed to be there for forty years.
0: <laughs> Ooh, amen to that, brother. Amen to that.
1: keep going, keep going, keep going. They need to keep going, right? Yeah, keep going. Don't stay in. Don't stay in the Senate for the rest of your life. Keep keep going. going, Keep
0: (laughs) going. Oh my God! So thank you all so very much. This show debuted on October the seventeenth. We are still infants. But we are so excited about this platform and the opportunity to share this experience with you. Again, as I always say, every single day on the show, could not do this without you, Boo. Um, Boss would not exist, TYT would not exist. This platform to be able to communicate in ways that mainstream media often does not. It is definitely because of you. We have a family here at TYT. And I am so eternally grateful to you for the opportunity to have these most important conversations on a daily basis to live to enlighten, to maybe even ignite, to be calm as a bomb on most days on the show. I truly, <laughs> truly have enjoyed this journey thus far, Alonzo. He's laughing at me. Oh my God. They calm as a bomb don't know what they have done. Now I'm going to refer to myself as calm like a bomb. But sending so much love to each and every one of you. And if you can, if you can be somebody's mortal guardian angel, Marianne Williamson and I talk about that all the time. If you can be somebody's mortal guardian angel, won't you do that? And then take some time for yourself because you know, you got to take care of you to be able to pour out to other people. And we do indeed need one another despite what is happening in this country and in and in this world. I don't ever want you to forget it. And that does not mean we always have to agree. There's a saying that if two people always agree, one is not needed. You know, that that isn't about that. But in times of distress and trouble, we need to come together and lift up the least of these our sisters and brothers. So I'm sending you all kinds of love. 2023 is coming. And here we come, 2023. You know what I want you to do about this time? I definitely want you to keep the faith, because faith and hope motivate the human spirit. Never give up, never give in, and never give out. As Madam Harriet Tubman said, keep going. I want you to keep the faith. But along with that faith, baby, you know I want you to keep the fight. Sending you so much love. Until next year, you take good care.
1: thanks for listening to Unbossed. If you like the show, then you'll enjoy our other podcasts on TYT network like the Damage Report with John Iderola, indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie and the Young Turks. Make sure to listen and follow and if you like what you hear, give us a five star rating.